0: All right, welcome back to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup, I am Ernesto Sanchez, I am here with Marty Griffin and John Downing, and we're here to give you a recap of the last, well, couple of weeks of sports. Gentlemen, how are we doing today?
1: I can't wait until I don't have to do this shit anymore with the podcast? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's my Kyrie Irving impersonation. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have you scared Exactly. Like, now, but now, now he's gonna go play a game after that with that I know, attitude. I know
2: you and I have texted some hurtful things to each other the past couple of weeks, but don't give up on me. Right so <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get. Into That's Ky- my
1: Kyrie. We'll get into
0: Kyrie uh, in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Johnny, but uh, he was holding on to that
2: for a long time. <laughs> hmm.
0: How you guys been doing the last couple of weeks? We took a week off. Not
2: bad, yeah. You, well.
0: Yeah, you, I went we to Florida. Fantasy on. baseball
1: oh, drafting is in full swing. Oh, I know, exciting. you got your, uh, your stats and yeah. your
0: sheets all out. You're ready to go. Are you drafting uh, mid-podcast as well?
1: I just took a player in the 25th round. Oh,
0: all right, so that's starting to wind down for you. again.
1: Well, so it's a slow draft. So it's a pick every every four. It, you have four hours to make a make a selection, and there's twelve teams. So like you don't have to make. If it's your turn to pick, you don't have to pick right away. You can pick right away. You can take the full four hours. You know, it's your call.
0: Just uh, just curious, how many uh, leagues, baseball leagues,
1: are you doing this year? This is my third. It's a lot for baseball. You know, I'm fantasy. probably gonna do. Six or seven plus. Your I daily, just signed up for a fourth. Plus your daily fantasy plus daily fantasy. Yeah, but the but the season long fantasy is only an issue on Saturday mornings when you have to make the waiver wire claims. Yeah, that's when it's a problem is you have to get early on Saturday mornings and plug in all the waiver wire claims for all your teams and, and you have to determine how much you want to bid on the free agent players each week. Yeah, and that's that's the most taxing part. Other than that it season long is kind of easy.
0: Yeah. yeah I think I think maybe what we'll uh, what we'll do going forward as baseball gets into the full swing is maybe uh, have you do like a little uh, fantasy corner uh, for baseball and
1: sure I think we were talking about doing the baseball preview show on What's it three weeks from today so that would be March 25th yeah, yeah. 24th, march 25th yeah. okay because the season starts on the 28th is like the main opening day I know there's some games in Japan the week before the right. Oakland Seattle have they play two games in Japan on the 21st and the 22nd I believe but the full opening day is technically until March 28th so if we do a baseball preview on the 25th then that gives you know gets us there they do uh, smaller parks in Japan no I don't know I, honestly I don't, think don't know so. I think it's I think it's, I you think know, it's pretty much similar similar
0: Alright, uh, so let's, uh, a little bit uh, to look forward to, let's get right into it, and uh, start with our 17s. Johnny, you uh, you struggle with this one a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's not many 17s, so I went with the anti-Kyrie Irving, <laughs> John Hondo Havlicek, number 17. Ooh, well, I was um, peeking at him. Well, there, there was not many 17 right. options, like at the high level at least, so... Havlicek is 78 years old. For some of you younger folk, even for myself, I never got to watch Havlicek play, but he is an all-time Celtics legend. His number is hanging in the rafters. He was a collegiate national champion at Ohio State in 1960. He was the seventh overall pick in in the draft in 1962, played small forward slash shooting guard, won eight NBA championships. That's kind of overshadowed by Bill Russell's 11, but eight championships is nothing to... Nothing to snoot at there. I used the MVP of the finals in 1974. 13-time All-Star. Um, four-time NBA First Team. Seven-time NBA Second Team. Five-time NBA Defensive First Team. Something Kyrie knows, knows nothing about.
3: <laughs>
1: and that's about it. His number five was also retired by Ohio State, but like I said, he was number 17 for the Celtics. So. Nice. Rondo right. Havlicek.
2: Marty? I'm going with Colorado Rockies. I'm going with Todd Lynn. Lynn? The man. Todd Help. Lynn helped them. Yeah. Like, I, had to throw, I had to throw the little name in there for him. Uh, you know, one of the rare things, of a guy starting with a franchise, ending with a franchise, starting in 97 with the Rockies, ended in 2013, uh, lifetime batter average is 316, 2,519 hits, 369 home runs, runs about in, 1406, uh, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, the list goes on and on. The guy was a beast. Uh, interesting thing I read, that each season from 99 to 2004, Helton or exceeded all the following totals, which is a 320 batting average, 39 doubles, 30 home runs, 107 runs scored, 96 RBIs, and a .577 slugging percentage. Uh, pretty badass. He won the batting title with a 372 average and also led the MLB with 6198 legging procedures and 59 doubles. I mean, the guy was a beast for the Rockies. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. He's yeah. in? He's in. Uh, I, can't I want to say just like just a couple of years ago, I don't know exactly when he went, but he is a Hall of Famer. 2-2-2. Two, two, two.
0: All right. Anything? Uh... No. That's the guy. All right. I mean, like
2: I said, it, was like, it, was, it took a little bit of research to find a good 17, but he's definitely one of them.
0: I uh, I knew what my number 17 was going to be when we started this. Um, <laughs> I, I went, uh, again, this is not about who is the best player to ever wear the number, but but more about something just, um, you know, they, they speak to us in one way or another. Uh, and uh, I went with Brian Rust from the Penguins. Uh, it's his fifth season with the Pens. Um, although, his first season, he played just 14 games in the 2014-2015 season. Uh, but he was part of that uh, injection of youth uh, that we saw in the uh, six, uh, 2016 championship team. He's um, from Michigan. Uh, was part of the um, gold-winning uh, world junior team that defeated Canada in the finals. Um and and for me, what I'm always gonna remember, uh, Rusty, for is uh, scoring both of the goals uh, in the Eastern Conference Final uh, Game Seven against Tampa Bay, and that was a big game because that was uh, that was Steve Stamkos, the return of Steve Stamkos too, made it just in time for that for that last game. Um, so there's a lot of lot of hype around around that, even more hype than you would get at a. Uh, you know, kind of usual game seven. And then the next, the very next year, he uh, scored the series winning goal against Washington uh, in the divisional round. So, uh, Brian Rust, Mr. Elimination. 243 games played, uh, 50 goals, 60 assists, 110 points, plus uh, 23. Um, one thing I found interesting is his um, most prolific year, um, he, which was. The this past season he had 38 points, but this year in just 62 games uh, He's had 17 goals 14 assists two shorthanded four game-winning goals um, That those thi- those kinds of things are gonna happen to you when you're playing on a line with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gunsel. Uh We just signed him to a four-year contract and uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that although uh, He used to be kind of haggling light, you know, was just just a speedy guy all wheels no hands um, he's really starting to develop a little bit of a touch, and uh, you, you need that from, from those guys in your in your lineup. So, uh, number 17, Brian Rust.
2: Nice. I have to correct Helton did not make the Hall of Fame last yeah, two years. He's, I didn't been, think he's, been, so. he's been right there. He's not received the votes, but uh, just reading up because I don't want to be that guy who gets blasted on social media for saying the wrong thing. But now they're calling it the, the Coors Field Effect. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know, but same
1: the same thing's happening to Larry Walker. Now. Yeah.
2: And he's you know, this is a guy who's won the batting title nine times. Yeah. You know, but like I guess this is a new like phrase that's coming up for anybody who plays for the Rockies. It's not really
1: fair to the Rockies players. <laughs> what can they do right? about
2: it? I mean you show up and you perform and you win. <laughs> Can't help it if you have a high altitude.
0: Alright. Um so we started to get into uh it a little bit with um Baseball. Uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, big uh, big news on the MLB front. John, you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, Since we last had our episode, our last episode two weeks ago, we were discussing all the MLB free agents that were still out there. I think it was the next day that Manny Machado signed his ten-year, three hundred million dollar contract with the San Diego Padres. A little bit of a stunner there because the Padres haven't been this big spending team. Over the years, although last year they went out and signed the biggest dollar free agent in first baseman Eric Hosmer, and then they follow that up this year and they signed Machado to a 10-year, $300 million deal. Brings their payroll for this year to $110 million, which is nice. And, and personally, I like it because I like the fact that it's not one of the usual teams that did the signings. It's not the Red Sox. The Yankees the Cubs the Dodgers. It's not one of the usual big market teams It's a small market team and usually the small market teams pocket the extra revenue and they don't spend it And I like to see that the Padres are this time this time around are spending it and are trying to compete They have a great farm system. They have the number one farm system So they have a lot of nice young players coming up and so to incorporate Hosmer who is a World Series champion last year in that leadership they incorporated him last year and now with the talent of machado for the next 10 years you know hopefully they can develop into something special and i think they also noticed a weakness in the division with the d-backs getting rid of goldschmidt and they're on their way down the giants bumgardner and posey are old they're on their way down um, the rockies are still pretty decent and the dodgers of course have won the division the last 4 years but i think that the padres see that there's an opportunity coming with Kershaw aging that maybe that they can overtake the dodgers in the coming years in the division You'd so say like 3 4 years in your mind maybe less maybe less than maybe, that maybe the 3
0: i hope i, I just, hope they have a lot of success because um, being a fan of a, fall, a small market team that likes to pocket that extra revenue um, i'd like to see them have some success because when teams do have success, just like any league, it's a, you know a copycat league, and people, you know, it'll it'll the myth of you can't win in a small market or you got to wait for the window, you can't create your own window. Um, you know, I just like to see that go to the wayside. I don't think Bob Nutting will will spend any money uh, on our account or because of it, but you know, it's it's nice to see, um, you know, teams kind of putting themselves out there and going for it.
1: I like how they're trying to time it with the youth of their number one farm system bringing in some talent and the division being a little weaker coming in the coming years. I, I like that they're uh they've taken the t- just try to make it all time out right approach. Martin Luther their idea. I thought the White Sox would try to go that direction being an American League. They Central. tried, but they yeah. weren't willing to go above 250 yeah. on Machado, right? And they and they were crushed. Like they, they you saw general manager Kenny Williams, he was wearing sunglasses after the Machado deal because he was. Ups, really legit upset about it because right. he thought that they were the top offer on the table for Machado and he thought that they were going to get them, him to Chicago and when it turned out that he took a 300 million in San Diego that really kind of threw him for a loop and he's at a 5 year opt out Machado mm, and there is an opt out I don't know if it's 5 or 3 I'll look but at that before we uh, might be get three. out of the
2: segment I thought it was 5 but I'll, I'll double check
1: that but he does have an opt-out, and that's something yeah. that the next guy does not have. Right. Harper, Bryce Harper signed uh, this past week for 13 years, $330 million with the Philadelphia Phillies, which beat out Stanton's $325. Right, that's team. a oh, that's a Boris thing, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's a terrible contract in for Bryce Harper, who turned down a three-year, $45 million a year deal to go play for the Dodgers, which would have made him a free agent again at the age of 29. So he could have gotten another ten-year deal after this. So he really could have raked in the dough to say, you know, not to say three hundred and thirty million is nothing to sneeze at. That's guaranteed. He he could have made even more than that, right? And taken the Dodgers' offer, but instead, I think that Boris just wanted to be able to say that his player and he has the highest deal in the history of sports. And you know, Harper got screwed on it. I think he has a no-trade clause. He has no opt-outs. And, you know, the annual average value of that contract comes down to $25 million a year. I'm sorry, but Harper is worth more than $25 million a year.
2: Uh, I, I definitely agree. I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, a situation where, you know, they got, they got Ramonto as a catcher. You know, you got McCutcheon, Cigar at shortstop, and he, and he pulled in a reliever Robinson. He just felt like there was more of a chance to win, win with this, this team. Than the and, Dodgers? Well, I don't know, because the Dodgers fall. I mean, I don't know. It's no, really the Dodgers are stacked. I mean, they are, but you know, I don't. Maybe he just wanted to be the guy for the Phillies. That that the limelight, whether he could like fall to the wayside to other players. The park know, is LA. a better
1: fit. They're, they're, his numbers in, in Citizens Bank Park are much better, much better than they are in LA. So maybe had a park factor had something to do with it. Yeah, because he's got really good numbers there, and so he'll be hitting in front of uh, Reese Hoskins for a long time to come.
2: And stand up thing, what a way to start off with the Philly fan base. You know, holiday like not taking a number and, and taking a different number and a retire holidays number. Oh yeah, Harper's going to be number 3. Yeah, number yeah. 3. I mean that, that he's off on the right foot with the fan base by going that direction and not fighting that with the franchise. But say so something happens. Say,
1: happen. say like Bill like a Bill Buckner thing happens to him. Say they make the World Series and he makes a, a critical error and they end up losing the World Series. Bill Buckner-ish after like the second or third year. You got to live with that. For another 10, 11 years. You got to live with that. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And and Philly's I- a tough place to play if
2: you do something bad like <laughs> well, that. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. That fan base will, will not, not let forgiving, it go. Not for going. is very interesting. Uh,
0: uh, clarification uh, Machado's opt out uh, kicks in at the 2023 season, uh, at which point he would receive $150 million and he would be 31 years old. Five years,
1: yeah. So four years 19, 19 20, 20 21. 21, 22, 23. Five? Five? Yeah, okay.
0: Math. <clears throat> Math, guys. <laughs> hey, <There you> okay, <go. laughs> man. Um, so there are a couple other things, you know, they do every year, kicking around some new rules. Uh, John, how do you feel about um, – uh, I heard about a proposed rule change where they would – a pitcher in relief would have to face three batters um, before you were allowed to uh, send in another pitcher.
1: I like it because it's all in an all this is an effort to speed, speed up the speed pace up the of game. play in the game, and the games are taking way too long now. So, as much as the games and sports are matchup based and it's very you know the matchups are very important, I think right now if you want to maintain, you know. Baseball is a loved sport in America. You got to pick up the pace a little bit. These games can't be going three hours, 15 minutes, three hours, 30 minutes uh, when they're one of 162 during the regular season. If you want to keep viewers or get viewers and younger viewers, the pace of play has to speed up. And you can't be dragging in a new pitcher, especially once the September call-ups come and the rosters expand from 25 Mm -hmm. to 40. And it seems like you can have these games where you're just rotating in a pitcher for every new batter that comes up, and those games are just. Bruce, probably, brutal to this watch. probably will
2: piss off nobody more than Joe Madden for the Cubs. Yeah, <laughs> the way he lives. There was a, a Red Sox
1: Toronto game a couple of years ago in September, and it was just so brutal to watch each team just cycle pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, and it's like, come on!
0: I think this adds adds a nice little wrinkle to the gamesmanship as well. Because, um, you know, with, with cycling guys in and out of the lineup, you, you know that you're going to have that pitcher on the mound for um, for at least three runners, right? So Three batters. Three batters, yeah. yeah.
2: Imagine like we're leaving like a bases loaded situation. You give him a grand slam, he's still got to face two more batters after that I mean that's yeah. just crazy so about. it
1: would be the end of the loogie the left handed out guy you know that comes in and <laughs> yeah. get, gets you know gets a hitter and then yeah. he's out no more loogie
2: I, I I agree I like the idea I think it's going to make it very interesting but
1: All the right. pitch clock won't be coming until the 2022 or 2023 now they say yeah they said they were thinking about implementing it and now they're gonna, they're, they're saying no it's going to be a few years before they even think about doing that so
0: what do you think what do you think about uh, making revisions to overtime rules?
1: Um, I have a tough time with that one. You know, the the uh, You're messing with the with the the game itself. You the know pr- the pr- putting pr- a runner at second base to start the inning. That's weird. Right. Who
0: and, and who's the runner that goes to second base? Like right. And then you mess with the
1: statistics, right? You so like how, I can who tell gets you how. credit for that. does the pitcher get credit for giving up that run if he gives up a hit, like you know, you're messing with the statistics of the game. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, what's going to happen? First batter's going to bunt. You know.
1: Absolutely. Every yeah, time. we're so on third with a chance to get him home. Two outs. Yep.
0: And then fly out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Game over.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, how how do you uh, how do you counteract that? Well, you start them with uh, a guy on second and and one out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I don't like that
0: one yeah. bit. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what we're going to do is something a little bit different uh, today. And I actually uh, pulled up a, co- a few clips of the week. Um, so we're going to listen to our first one now. It's uh, our, our boy, your boy, Kyrie, uh, prior to yesterday's loss to the Rockets. Uh, and enjoy the gargled, shitty quality... Audio of this. <laughs> I really can't. I'm not gonna miss any of this shit when I'm done playing. it is. All right, uh, I'm not gonna miss any of this shit when I'm done playing. John, what are your thoughts?
1: You know, for me, I'm, I don't even want to talk about the Celtics anymore. Like, they don't want to play basketball anymore. I don't want to talk Celtics basketball anymore. Marty, what do you what do you got? I mean, it's, it's good for podcasts, it's good for radio, I
2: mean, it's definitely like... All the shows are talking about it today. It, I mean, I know, and again, it, it's head-scratching in a way of, you know, it's got every analyst on every show
1: confused about the talent that exists on this team. But do they, they have talent? Kind of... Are they good enough? Because I'm starting to wonder, are they really good? Are they really that good? Because you think about it, maybe they're not that good. The other teams look better, like... Or they could be that good, and it's just
2: not the right fit for the coach now. And Brad Stevens. Clearly, they're you know. not trying.
1: That's that's all stopped. They're not trying. The effort is not there. It's a layup line to the basket now. It's right. They're the trying has stopped. But I don't even know if they were even that good to begin with. Right. And yeah, I we said that Paul earlier. Is here. coming
2: out today, saying he's never going to be the player on a title team. Talking about Kyrie. Yeah. You got he's- you got an NBA great right there. Celtics great already blasting on him. And maybe that's what they need to get this guy out of his own head. You know. I, he's as good as gone. It's, absolutely. And, I mean, and, I, f- and Boston fans are like, good riddance. See ya. I are totally, driving to New York. I to- And, and I love it if that's the narrative that plays out, that he stays in the East and that we we're playing the Knicks and we build on from that. But I just think they played it out too long that Tatum might go for Davis, that Kyrie might go to New York, that these guys were in a way of like checking out and moving on and not looking to the next game ahead of them, that they're looking beyond the season and i think a lot of that and we were watching you know the Celtics show the last time we did the podcast at your place and they're like spinning the wheel like who to blame and not one person mentioned danny ainge and danny ainge needs to fall on this sword a little bit too of Certainly. like nipping this in the butt and just like saying this this has to end this is the team we're going to play with from the season on. Everybody everybody's a buy-in if you don't buy in
1: you're fucking gone the problem is he's not he's not he's never been that type of GM. Celtics land so is you got a happy got to, land. So you now, know, now you got Stevens and, and
2: Ainge, who are those two types who are just not going to engage and just press these guys' buttons. They get under their skin. Yeah. And there's too hunky dory in Celtic land. You know, you, you got Kyrie, who wants to be an LA guy or a New York guy, who wants that fan base, that that limelight. He wants to make movies,
1: he wants to be on the forefront. Uh, he doesn't know what he wants He's going to be miserable no matter what he does He was miserable with LeBron He's miserable now honestly he's, thinking, That guy's
2: a miserable prick We'll probably lead into that But I think he is the next Antonio Brown of the freaking NBA I think he's just a freaking head case so, just, yeah, just, We'll get into cancer. Antonio Brown later uh, Another guy I don't want to talk about Right um, But what has happened Is I really think these guys have slipped To the 6th, 7th spot In the East easily where they're at and how they're well, playing Well, they're too right far now. ahead of the Nets. Well, the I'm just saying when it comes to that point in the playoffs that I just don't think, I mean, the way Orlando's kind of pushing now and like, I just think, you know, you have what I believe is the Bucks are playing the best basketball, not in the East, but in the whole league right now. Celtics are going to lose to the Sixers in round one. Yeah, and they want it and the Sixers want it and, and it's going to happen. Um, I don't know if we want to draw into like what we think, where we're going to go. With this
1: league, the Celtics think that they can just turn flip a switch and turn on a button when they've shown no ability to flip any switch yeah, this year There needs and to they, be this cry Each game his... get they get more disinterested as a team by the game right and Stevens refuses to acknowledge any of the issues He refuses to acknowledge the fact that Gordon Hayward has just been god-awful Marcus Morris is He's off, off, his, odd, leash. He's off his leash He's off his leash he won't change the starting lineup. Jalen Brown's finally starting to play good. Hello, put Jalen Brown in the starting lineup. You played him. You, you didn't play Marcus Morris for the final 18 he minutes. He was our biggest yesterday. rock, and now he's frustrated.
2: So he's just jacking it up now. Like he's just not, you know, 100 in Terry Rozier
1: can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, he wants to it's get gonna, out of here. It's going to be blown out
2: of the water, and we're going to be stuck with Jalen Brown. <laughs> you know, and theus, the way the way it's going at this point. But you know, how did it get so bad? How did it get so bad? So much, team, expe- so much expectation, you know, we talked about it and joked about it with Tatum getting, you know, getting with Kobe in the offseason. And I just think these guys just look at this short amount of success that they had in the playoffs last year, and, like, we are the ones to beat. And they had nothing to – I mean – They, they hadn't
1: won anything. They hadn't won anything. Right. They were just the favorites in Vegas. I've been,
0: I've been trying to pay a little more attention, and I heard an interesting take uh, kind of pinning this on uh, sophomore coach Brad Stevens. <laughs> um <laughs> to uh, be, be for for not being up front and setting up the hierarchy in the team and saying listen you know this is the top guy this is the tier below and and at this point you got guys like like Marcus Morris who think that they're all on the level directly below Kyrie it's like Kyrie and then an entire team in number twos and there's no cohesion within the unit and guys aren't those role guys aren't playing those roles because everybody uh, thinks their role is more elevated than it should be. It should be more
1: than it is. It is. And so, and when Kyrie's on the floor and it's just part of the whole Kyrie experience, which for me, I am so sick and tired of the whole Kyrie experience. It's, he's on the floor, it's dribble, 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 dipsy-doo, dipsy-doo, I fake you out. Oh, I fan. go to the hoop, yep. I shoot it, the ball gets pounded into the ground. When he's off the court, the Celtics are like, oh, all right, we can play basketball now the way right. Coach Stevens wants us to. We can pass ball the ball, movement. we can get the ball to the open guy. And then Kyrie, your best player, who's the one who gets scores the most and can hit the shots, he comes back in and it's dipsy do, dribble dribble dribble, and it's the other guys are all standing around and then nobody wants to play any defense anymore And the de- no, defense nobody, is nobody just the They are 19th in the in the league since yeah. the all start breaking defense no, And that I'm was sorry. their calling card before
2: and I'm sorry, you're not a James Harden You can't create enough offense for yourself and you can't you can't get hot like like Harden does and I think Kyrie, Kyrie wants to be that guy. And he wants to be up there in the MVP race, but he just doesn't have the ability to be consistent to do that, and that's just really crushing the team. And he's
1: so, his attitude now, every night, after every game, before every game, every time he opens his freaking mouth, he's so miserable. He's that, right. He wanted to be a leader. He wanted to be away from LeBron. He wanted to have his own team. He gets his own team. You know, he gets hurt last year. The team wins without him, and he disappears. And then he comes back, says he wants to re sign with the Celtics at the beginning of the year. And, you know, they thought they were going to have something great. That season hasn't gone the way they wanted to. And now the guys. A miserable prick, and a report comes out today saying he's detached and disassociated himself from the rest of the team, which is no surprise to anyone because right. he acts like he's better than everyone. If you played with Kyrie Irving and he's talking all that stupid nonsense that he t- that spews out of his mouth, would you want to play hard with this guy? No, not at huh. all. John, I feel that. And there's too much youth. No, I'm sorry to catch you. Off. There's just too much youth on that team,
2: in stepping back to like almost two months ago where they're saying, I have to be the leader of this team. i got to rally these guys behind me. None of those guys believe in him. So you're, you're just stuck out on a limb
0: with nowhere else to go. Because he's told, he's told
2: them that he doesn't believe in them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let me ask you this. Do you think if last year um, when Kyrie and Hayward go down, if they do what everybody expected them to do and they you know, completely collapsed and got their asses kicked and, and didn't make it to the uh to the conference finals. Um, do you think that the season plays out the same way it did?
1: Probably not. Even Hayward earlier this year said it bothered him to see the Celtics go that far and do that well without him on the court. Because it makes him he you, admitted that.
2: It, you know, we all know the egos of the NBA players are a fragile fickle thing. Very fragile. Because I was just on the radio know.
1: on the way in here today yeah. and they were saying you look at You know tom brady threw for 505 yards set a record in the super bowl against the eagles last year And they lost and all everyone was talking about on shows afterwards is the strip sack fumble that he let go at the end of the game By brandon graham nfl players Baseball players any other sport their athletes are criticized on the media on tv shows All the time, but god forbid you attack one of these nba guys lebron james Kyrie Irving, you attack any one of these guys on social media, Kevin Durant, and they lose it. When they've set this whole system up, they're the ones who set this up to be this way, to be star-driven, and And to demand the attention. And then when you criticize them in the least bit, they get all sensitive and all Like, Get over yourself. They're the biggest bunch of babies. Right, and that's a
2: great point to bring up, Nesto, because if Hayward doesn't go down last year, then you build a system around and you figure out what's going to work best for the team. I figure this year what they're looking at is like, man, we paid a lot of money for this guy. We got to get him in. We got to play him. We got to see what he can do. Whether the students came in like, buddy, you had a major injury. We're going to ease you in off the bench. We're going to figure out how you're going to fit on this team because these guys gelled well together last year. Um, and We're going to see where it goes from there and where it fits, it fits. If we're winning, nobody's asking questions about your contract or how much you paid you if we're losing obviously people do but if they started out in the right way with that 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 frame of mind i think it'd be totally different but the narrative like what Kyrie's saying right now is no different than the narrative in the dialogue of what LeBron's saying around his team right now now that they're sliding out of the playoff contention so comical but the but the fucking funny thing is is like LeBron's Kind of earned a little bit more right to speak oh, and absolutely. talk the way he has in Kyrie, absolutely. but Kyrie is like looks at him as a mentor, and he, he just follows his
1: lead, even though on the same team. Everything he's more. learned, he's learned it from him exactly. So and when the, the team's not going well, you know, on the court, you look at Kyrie Irving he's separate from the team. You know, LeBron James the other night when they lost the to Phoenix, team. he takes a separate bus. You know, they. You see? I can't I can't be put in the same class of these losers. He's the, a bunch of bums. Did you see him bounce the
2: basketball during one of other day into the, into the uh, pregame interview with the two guys? No. And the lighting was set up and knocked it over because he's, apparently he has a problem or situation <laughs> with these guys. And I'm like, who gets away with that shit? Diva he's such NTA a guys fucking too. diva drama queen bullshit in the league that's going on bunch right of now. millennial douchebags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> John, what do you think, uh, how far the Celtics have to go for Brad Stevens to keep his job?
1: Well, right now, it looks like they're going to get swept in the first round by the 76ers. I mean, you're going to have to, they're going to have to, or someone's going to have to have a really strong argument to convince me otherwise, because I don't see any hope for this team. It is that bad. Like, we've mentioned it's been bad before, but we were talking bad on the, relative to, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 last year. We were like, bad relative to the fact that they should still win 50 games. Right now, it's bad. Like one of their, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Bad right now. Like that's right. how bad they are. So we're this at a is, new level. Bad. This and I don't is like, think it can get any worse. This is like Randy Johnson pitching for
2: the Yankees. Like he can't handle the pressure because Boston wants so much from these players and they just can't step up and win right now. And it's got to be like if you can say you can win a seven-game series if you plan for it. Plan for a seven-game win streak in the regular season, and show me you can win seven straight. Can win one? Show me. Show me.
1: Show me you won, and it's not against the Washington Bullets on Friday night, who are trying to lose. You give us two forty-point scores to the Chicago. I know Bulls. it's the Wizards, but the Wizards will always be the Bullets to me, right? Because they suck too. Um, for Stevens to keep his job, I think Stevens is going to keep his job unless, could happen, the Celtics and Danny Ainge say, we choose Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you noticed, he does not like Brad Stevens. No. So if they decide they want to keep Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is going to say, I don't want to have Brad Stevens as a coach, which he'll try to do, because he's learned from LeBron James the best, who's the best at doing that. Getting rid of the coach, bringing on a new guy, for what, you know, for what? Right. Um, Blaming someone else for his problems. If you notice that Brad Stevens, his thing, And it comes from this book called mindset is about getting better and he preaches getting better always we got to get a little bit better he says this over and over and over again on a daily basis every press conference you hear him say well we just gotta get better today we just gotta get better today tomorrow we just gotta get better we gotta do better we gotta play better we gotta put in more effort we gotta be better he's the better man Brad Stevens is always talking Can't about getting better. So, a better man. Last week, on the Kyrie <laughs> press conference, I think it was Thursday or Friday, he said, I'm "Sick of all this getting better talk." So it was like slapped directly at Stevens' face. Oh, yeah, you sick got, of all this getting better talk. Kyrie came from an organization and system
2: where the coach would just ball, roll the ball out to the court like you guys just go figure it out. Yeah. just go play. It. There was, I mean, Tyron Lue was not a head coach. He was just a he was just a figurehead for LeBron, just running. That's the That's what team. they wanted. And he wanted to come into Boston and make it his team. And Brad Stevens is still coming from that college philosophy. Like, we all have roles to play. We have all positions. We all have a set in space.
1: One thing I do think that Stevens is wrong, though, is your best player does take the final shot. And I, I don't understand why Kyrie hasn't been the one on numerous occasions this year where the plays should be designed for him to take the final shot. It's happened a couple times. And if you have a player like Kyrie in the NBA, they take the final shot. It's always been that way.
2: I get that. And if a player on your team didn't follow, or if he designed it that way, or the t- and, you know, a player came off the bench and didn't go through the rotation progression, the ball movement, it didn't allow it wind up in Kyrie's hands, then you know, ridicule him in the locker room, whatever the case may be. But what Kyrie like setting the team ablaze and putting his you know his, his players, his, his teammates on trial publicly in the media. You lost your team leader. You lost your head coach at this point, and they just have no identity. And it, and I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. It's, it's a like, shit this, show. This your frustration It's a shit
1: show to watch. on yeah. uh, that i awful. Mean, so the reason why the national media is all talking about it today on all the shows and it's the lead story is because yesterday, you know, we've seen this for a while now because we live in in Boston, we we're you know the Boston area, and we're New England sports centric. So we've been seeing these Celtics problems for a while, but the national media is just kind of coming around to him because it was on national TV yesterday against, uh, James, against the MVP um, and the Houston Rockets who are a pretty good team, a title contender. And so the national media get a got a good up-close and personal look at just how dysfunctional this Celtics team is right, right at this moment in time. And so you're getting all the reaction from today. Absolutely. Well, right. I,
2: I know I'm just gonna go into it. And I, I'll make a little gentleman's bet. We have talked about this in the past, John, but I'm gonna make a gentleman's bet with you right now. Twenty five dollars that the Bucks win it all. And they win it over Golden State. Uh yeah, I'll take that bet. I bet against the Warriors, you crazy. Yep, you crazy? The way the way the Bucks are playing right now, getting Paul Gasol as well off three I mean, when he was let go. Bucks are lost to the Utah Jazz. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn. The Golden State Warriors just lost to Orlando. Who yeah. was on a- hey, Orlando Magic is a on a fire right now. <laughs> They've beaten the
1: Bucks. They've beaten the Raptors.
2: They've beaten the Pacers twice. Yeah. The Warriors, uh, yeah. And the jury's still out on the uh, Clay Thompson's injury right now and how bad that really is. Yeah, no, I'll take the Warriors until proven otherwise. Right. Let's still hurt it. The whole world hard hurt it. it. Not necessarily the whole world. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Rough, roughly seven. GMSR worldwide. Yeah. Hey, let's take a second there to shout out to our worldwide listeners. This is a international podcast. Uh, we have listeners in Canada. And uh, where else did we have? Tell us the
1: most. California, eh? uh, Minnesota, South Carolina, Texas. Nicaragua. Colorado. Just kidding. <laughs> I think we even had, we even had
2: Alaska, I think. Alaska wasn't there. Awesome.
0: Well, a b- big shout out to you guys. Um. Thanks for listening to us, to our, uh, you know, talking to ourselves in a room. Excuse
2: um, <laughs> to drink with each other on a Monday night.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's move it on along into the combine, or as John likes to refer to it,
1: the underwear Olympics. All right. <laughs> um, Except it's our. we're doing our combine numbers, right? Because yeah. So
2: you. You wanna go, go out to the field should do our
1: 40 yard dash, how many times we can bench press Jesus 225, what? our three cone drill. Do you remember your best 40 yard dash? I think it was like 4.7 or 4.8. Are you serious? What?
0: That beats, uh... Fuck, what's his name? The other the
1: other quarterback. High school. High school,
2: yeah.
1: You're a 4.7, 4.8 guy? Was, you used 180. 180. Well, I weighed 150, I didn't run that fast. Yeah, no, I was a dedicated athlete. Yeah, you know. Jesus Christ, Charlie, yeah.
2: my best time
0: was five flat. Yeah, these little stems can only go so much.
1: Yeah, I would, th-
0: <laughs> I would think my time was five, five and change.
1: Yeah. Um. But now, be lucky to break six. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's 120 feet. You think you could do that? In six I think seconds? if I put Kyrie, maybe not.
2: You I think would, if I put Kyrie at the end of that forty-yard line, like you got to end up between I'll under five-five, five, <laughs> five-five, you can take a free shot at him. You'd be there in five-four. Yep. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Uh, what do you think about uh, Kyler Murray uh, turning down the opportunity to uh, run drills?
1: Oh, I don't think it matters. He's still going number one overall.
0: Just based on the year he had.
1: Uh just based on the fact that. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is obsessed with him, and yeah, the league's obsessed with the style of quarterback. They're moving to the progression. Now that side. he's Russell yeah. Wilson, yeah, essentially, wow, oh, he's he's small going
2: hands on. though. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta question that. He got to play in Arizona, so not that cold there, so he'll be okay with the small hands, I think. You gotta talk. I mean, like DK Metcalf though. I That's prefer just... Haskins. I prefer Haskins. Yeah, I do
0: too. So I was watching him as far through. as outside. Yeah. He's he's not terribly fast.
1: I think Haskins wins more. Who, ha- Haskins? Yeah. He's he not have a running quarterback, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen wow. A. Smith called Haskins a running like quarterback. A he's like, my up. eyes say he's you more of a running quarterback.
0: quarterback. <laughs> Wait, Stephen A. Smith said that? Yeah, yeah. and oh the guy had rushed
1: for like 50 yards in his entire career at a State. I was
0: at I was at an airport bar with my friend, and she doesn't watch any sports whatsoever. She just looks up at the screen um, and she goes, uh, oh, hell, what was it? Said he looked like an old fat ludicrous. Fair enough. <laughs> <I stopped. laughs> Died laughing. Oh, my God.
2: You know, the funny thing about the combine is, I mean, it, it gives you certain assessments, But if you can't read a fucking defense, or you can't pass block, or you can't, you know, catch out of the backfield. Tom
1: Tom Brady killed a combine. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And he's the greatest of all time. So that just goes to show what the combine actually means. But, you know, at this time of year, I think everyone gets caught up in the hype. You know, everyone and their grandmother and their mother and their stepchildren were trying to find out and compare what DK Metcalf, the receiver from old Miss, what what his you know his strength is. How many times he was going to bench press 225, 27? is yeah. really impressive. How fast he was going to be. He was really fast in the straight line on the 40 day dash. But then 40, when it came 30, to his three bird. cone d- drill, we noticed that his hips don't open up, and then he's got he was the really hips. slow. And what is that? That's bad for route running. They say. Yeah, he's just going to be a downfield runner. So while his early in the week it looked like his draft stock was soaring because they they were comparing his uh, measurables. And his numbers to Calvin Johnson, which really, you know Calvin Johnson was one of the beastiest wide receivers of all time. Um, the three three cone drill is going to bring him back down a little bit. So with the number twenty picks, you still have some hope there to grab DK Metcalf. Oh, I'm all in on DK I mean, Metcalf.
0: Although I, am he's got that like dangerously low body fat thing going on because he's got the bodybuilder physique. Yeah. Um, you just want to personally check his. Oh man, I would I would <laughs> check it with my uh, calibrate it with my teeth. I mean, Get Calvin Johnson, yeah. right? So, but, but, but to go with Juju. But look at
2: like I mean the combine since two thousand six like the top speeders coming out of that like the only ones really registered on our radar like being like Pro Bowl or like worthy, Chris Johnson. You know, yeah, four, I mean, even four, John four, two, Ross uh,
1: a couple years ago from the Bengals. Yeah. His speed in the combine got him into the first round, yeah. and he was bust. he's Dar- Darius
2: Hayward Bay yeah. really hasn't done much. You know, but I, I think Chris Johnson was the only one, really, since 2006 that really made a name for us. I think he was a three time Pro Bowler, but
1: you know, he was a little bit of a head of case himself. But you know, Dexter Lawrence running a five flat for yeah. 350 pounds. That's crazy. You want that hitting you? Ooh, that's like also, So the, the mock drafts have either, you know, you, you gotta take mock drafts with a grain of salt because they're usually so fucking wrong. But some of some guys are good. Some of the underground guys are good. But then I've seen, you know, most of the mock drafts for the Patriots at number thirty-two in the first round, taking one of the Iowa tight ends, either T.J. Hawkinson or Noah Fant, who is a combine killer. Um, both before, have, both they, have a good or Dexter, Dexter Lawrence is still at number thirty-two, yeah. and I wouldn't mind any of those picks. You wouldn't mind any of those?
0: You guys need you guys need somebody to replace Gronk.
1: Yeah, but we also we, looks like we're going to need somebody to replace um, Trey Flowers as well and yeah. Dexter Lawrence. If you watched him play at Clemson last year, holy shit! How he's not going in the top five overall it blows my mind. Like he was suspended for the. Bowl games, you know, for a substance or something. Yeah. That's why he didn't play in the in those national championship game. But on the field, we watching those Clemson games this year. He was the best player on the field every game.
0: Uh, what do you think about uh, Drew Locke t- trying to sell himself as uh, Patrick Mahomes? Uh, he was like giving himself praise uh, for throwing with quote weird arm angles and off quote weird platforms.
1: I mean. I think, wouldn't you want to be, I'm the next Tom Brady? You know, my numbers don't look that good here, but put me on the field and I'll take down anyone. Like, why do do you have to be cute? And then he he says this,
0: it's probably going to be hard to change unless someone really needs me to change it. And then I will, but that's just who I am as a quarterback.
1: I mean, so it was uh, Greenberg, Mike Greenberg on get up this morning said of the last 16 Super Bowls, there were only two that were even slightly mobile that have won. Super Bowls, and that's Aaron Rodgers won, won once, and Russell Wilson won once. The rest of them have nice. all in not mobile. whether it be Brady, once you Peyton get on, Manning, right. Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger. Once you
2: get outside the pro- pocket, the margin of error cre- increases. It's yeah. you know the, the chances of an injury, the breakdown of, of your offensive play. Um, you know it's, but you know people are mentioning the Mahomes thing, and they're, they're preaching that aspect because. The hype. I still go back to that Monday night game. The hype and just how the media, the league, just loved and played up this Rams and Chiefs game, and they just love this guy who can throw it under his arm and flip it and no so look man. passes and this and that. But like, hey, by the end of the day, by the end of the season, good old Steady Tom wins the game. Yeah, that's Bell how it works. find a way to shut that's you down. That's right,
1: exactly. They were two and zero oh against the Chiefs this year. They were, and they shut them. They and, they, right. they, and the Chiefs had no touchdowns in either of those first halves. One other name to watch is a defensive back,
2: which is Cedric Woods. He's out of old Miss. He's a defensive back, and that guy was a beast in the combine. He ran a four-two-two-nine as a, a defensive back. They're talking about his lateral skills and hands, and how he's doing well. So he, I think he's going to be a late slip in, in a first round pick.
1: Any other draft prospects you guys are interested in? I know that you already have your first round pick in Amari Cooper, Marty. But yeah. Any other which I didn't like at the time, but I'll take it now. You'll take it now, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. As long um, as you can re-sign
1: them too. You want to? Re- I mean, but here I'm hearing all this off. Not to get into too much off-season talk because we're gonna have plenty of time for that. But the Cowboys are talking about how they have to pay all these guys now. Dak, they have to pay Amari. They just franchised Demarcus Lawrence today, and then they're gonna pay Ezekiel Elliott. Like I'm sorry, but once you go overpaying all your skill position guys.
2: It gets away. It gets I just wish, I just would, you know. I just wish we kind of go back to the old Cowboys way of like understanding, like a legitimate, strong offensive line wins a lot of games. Like you know, you you protect your quarterback first. I like, I like, you know, giving Zeke a contract. Running back there. shelf
1: life is short, and he's taking a beating. He, that he is guy is a a a beating, a, the way he runs and the, the amount but, that he runs. But if you're chasing,
2: like Which how many on oh, the, the next is he three, four. Three, three, maybe four. three yeah yeah. but even Jerry Jones came out this week and said you know the check it would require for me to write to win a Super Bowl in the next three years I don't even know if he's capable of writing right so he even knows like how and hard now Brandy Gregory got suspended too stupid yeah. you know, we knew that was coming he was just a ticking time bomb in a way Jason Witten, the old Cowboys coming back. I don't yeah, know why. fuck why. He's given enough to this franchise. He's that's weird because he wasn't particularly and I'm
0: sorry, good but, the last couple yeah, of years. And that's a that's a double whammy. He thing. wasn't particularly good on the air though.
1: Yeah, you know, that Monday night crew needed were, to get blown away. Where they
0: where they miss
2: Witten is the run blocking for Ezekiel the following. I mean, that's what they're I think they're really gonna load up for the running again and try to keep Cooper and Beasley as, as the movement on as far as receiving, but that's a double whammy for you because you're talking about who his replacement might be on Monday Night Football and you're going to hate it. Peyton Manning. You're going to see him every Monday night, buddy. going to watch it on mute. We know
0: who Johnny's picking next week.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy's gotta, he only have a 4 hit
1: or a 5 hitter, and That boy has a 6 That, that guy's head got bigger <laughs> than very long yeah. Yeah, That's all, the H- you guys. all the HGH. Yeah. Right. HGH got delivered to his house and his wife's said... Uh, Makes a mean
2: commercial, man. But I want to hear him for fucking two and a half hours. No. One. Uh. One last
0: thing on the combine, I wanted to ask you about Ja'kai Polite, the uh, defensive end from Florida. Um. I guess he. Uh. He got blown up real bad. Uh. Didn't perform particularly well, and. Um. I guess he also had some. Some. Uh. Poor moments in meetings. You know, flunked a couple meetings and then complained about it to the media. Um, I mean, I know these guys get get spoon fed their their entire life that they're God's gift to football, but um, you know how do you how do you go into a job interview and then just be nothing but like humble and grateful for the opportunity?
1: Yeah, no, you need to be. You need to be. These kids, I mean,
2: some of these kids are just stupid. They've been catered to since high school. You know, all their lives, like everything handed to them. They just think that there's. God's gift to creation and not knowing that they're now in a
1: stock. Wasn't Des Bryant asked talent. a ridiculous question at his draft combine? Something about his mother? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, these guys get asked memory. some crazy questions. So, like, I get it, but you're right. You go, but no, it's but a job that's, interview. That's
0: Yeah, that's part of the test. They're trying, you know, sometimes they get asked crazy questions because they're trying to see if they can rattle you or they want to see what your All professionalism right. and your maturity is. And granted, in. you know, these. These guys are are 21, 22 years old. They're, they're young. They are young guys, but you're still a grown ass adult at that time. Right.
2: I mean, they ask simple questions like, "Do you think it takes a good loser to be a great winner?" Like, "I never lose. I will <laughs> never lose." And you're like, "Oh, that guy's never gonna handle losing. Sorry, right, losing season." So it right. takes a little bit of fucking humility to know like
0: you're not gonna win all your life.
1: How are you gonna handle it? Right.
0: You know, I know I know it's a different culture, but you 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 see. Even in even in young guys in hockey, I mean everybody is, you know, it's just a different different kind of sport, and I, I, it definitely makes it uh, easier to be a fan of hockey than than it is to be a fan of of football. Some of these guys are just so fucking unlikable.
2: I think my biggest education of talking, looking at kids coming like high school into college and possibly college into football was watching Last Chance You on, on Netflix. Some of these kids who. You know, grades just kind of slip under, I heard like one under of the, the radar. Was fired. Yeah, you're saying something about Hitler. or Yeah, something? that was like the last season. I think they're gonna be done with it now. Um, but you know, these kids come in with sixth-grade educations because their their school records have been slipped under the carpet, and they they just never expect nobody's ever held them accountable to what they're fully expected of. So when you're gonna throw a lot, millions and millions of dollars, and these franchises know what they're gonna get into. Of course, they're gonna protect themselves. And I think it's what these combines are all about is like you're coming in as this big prospect that's going to make 200 million. Like they're going to want to know if you have tight hips, want to know if you have hands, and, and knock your value down. And it's all for the owners, you know. It's not, and that's why these kids kind of shy away from these ones coming in like the Murrays. Like the prospects are so huge. Like I'm just going to slip away and hope they take a chance. Somebody can still throw me the same amount of money. It's it's it, the players themselves are taking a huge chance by going into these things.
0: Yeah, but then you also get the guys that uh, perform well under pressure and and do well in this forum
2: because they've always had to
0: because they've always had to, or because you know everybody can can have a good day, you know, at the right time, or they right, focus, absolutely. or they train hard for it. And one of the good things about the um, the combine, as far as a performance aspect, is you're really just competing against yourself, right? There's there's nobody out aside from you know maybe some trick questions or some some tough interviews um you know you just gotta you just gotta do your drills or do or lift the weight or run as fast as you can or whatever it is but there's not um it's not your will pitted against somebody else's and then that, that's also why you see guys like Darius hayward bay do so well at a combine and and wind up um you know not being that that superstar um, that they may have had that show of physical ability to think that may be what you're pulling in.
2: Right. It's kind of like going back when we are watching the Hard Knocks with, with Mayfield. When he first came in, you're like, why are you not showing up at six in the morning? You know, I usually show up at nine. Well, this guy's really competing for your job. You're supposed to be our franchise guy. I know he's the starter right now, but why are you here at the same time as him? Why are you trying to beat him in five minutes earlier? And Mayfield, listen. They started showing up, you know, because if you can toe the line and ask these guys to step up and be what your coaches and franchise expect and you're willing to do it, that goes a long way. and It only rewards you in the long run. It's going to make you a better player. But some of these kids just like, no, I do it my way. It's going to be my way. I'm not going to change for it. And that's just a sad way of thinking. And I don't know. All right, That's well, the we we'll can talk sp- about this all night long. Speaking
0: of doing it my way, uh, I'm gonna play our next clip of the week here. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, giving in an interview. A, a selection of clips. Uh, it's a little long, little long, so bear with us. But it's uh, hilarious. So, yeah, this or it, sad for some fans. <laughs> pairs, pairs well with a uh, with a ridiculous uh, blonde mustache. So uh, enjoy the uh, incoherent ramblings of. Antonio Brown.
4: For eight years, it seemed like everything was smooth and perfect. Yeah, The ninth year, like what, what happened? You know, sometimes things are bigger than just my issues, you know? The big grand scheme of things for us to win. You know, the integrity of things could kind of go out the window when the ultimate thing is for us to win. You know, if you worked if, if work for me for nine years, wouldn't you expect you to know my girlfriend's name, or my dad's name, or my kid, or, you know, would, would you expect me to meet your kid? Or at least know you on a level of some sort of integrity to know like, hey man, I appreciate what you do. What are you talking about there? I mean, the owner, the owner, you know what I mean? Guys who work in the organization. You know what I'm saying? I, I answer criticism with achievement. Yeah. But, you know, on a professional level is like, Yo, like, if I'm your God, make, make, make me know I'm your God. But don't say I'm your God and then point finger. Don't say I'm your God and don't throw me the ball the whole first quarter. You know what I mean? I would've liked for me and Ben to be cool. I thought we was cool. But when I think, I well, I've been in his house one time, he been in my house one time. You know what I mean? We don't work out in the off season. It's like, yo, if we really wanna win, you think that's winning? That's not winning. And I don't gotta put my faith in no one, cause. You know, I, I trust in God in myself. Since day one, bro, I'm from Liberty City, I've been betting on myself. I'm gonna go to a new team probably in March. Probably get a new contract somewhere. I love the Steelers, but you know how they do, man. You get to the back end, they go to yeah. playing these games. Like, I ain't who I am. Like, bro, man, we hard work hard for this. Yeah, me. you got to be smart, because if you don't, they'll show you, like, yeah, junkie. jerk you what do you think of Kevin Colbert's comments? 52 kids <laughs> He pretty much is, is, is explained what I already had told everyone. He just confirmed it. He tried to clarify. Of course he tried to clarify, because he know he stated the truth, and he gonna backpedal on his words. But what 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 ideally grown man is calling another grown man a kid, 52 kids. Like, like, you don't have no respect for these guys. Like, these are the guys that go to work for you. And that's what I'm telling you guys that that's what That's my issue, you know what I'm saying? It's all about respect. And it ain't even, it's just a principle. No one's, that's like if I call you a kid, like, bro, out of respect, how would you feel? You a professional, how would you feel? What blame, if any, do you take? Blame that I take? For the breakdown in the relationship? I don't take any blame, I just think I took responsibility for my situation. You know, I didn't point a finger, I didn't make no one look bad, I didn't throw no stones at anyone. And and I and I just told share with you what had happened. You don't seem angry. If I'm reading you right. <laughs> angry for what? Like I'm yeah. healthy? I'm yeah. healthy. Yeah, I'm a six round freaking draft pick from freaking Liberty City. <laughs> I, it's no joke that I'm just positive and poised cause dude, look where I come from. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If I if they wanna play, they're gonna play by my rules.
0: Okay, and we're back. Uh, We apologize if y'all have been experiencing uh, any audio difficulties. And thank you so much if you've hung with us uh, through it. Uh, Hopefully I can fix most of it in post and uh, wind up deleting this little segment. But (laughs) if I don't, uh, we again, we apologize and we we thank you for sticking with us. So, guys, it seems like we can't go in off-season without having some – Major superstar drama coming out of Pittsburgh. Um, season
2: week by week, geez. damn near.
0: Well, it's not, it's not the off-season time. Yeah. You know, it's like but. we're not even supposed to be talking about football right now beyond beyond the combine and maybe some 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 trades or the CFL or whatever. And and, and we're uh, I just need this the culture in this locker room to change so bad. I'm so over it.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I know he's offended about the, the you know, 52 boys under his, you know, kids, yeah. kids' belt, whatever the case may be, but, you know, if I leave, leave the house for three hours and I come back and find my kid with, you know, a dyed mustache and blue frosted tips and he got in his mama's cabinet and played, played around with her stuff, I, I wouldn't call you a man either, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You feel me? You know where I'm coming from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a
0: little bit of loose can and, and one of the things that really struck me, I mean, when we were just listening to that together, I looked over at you and I said, you know, that, that moment when he says, I don't take any blame. Yeah. You know, that really just says it
1: all. The other question I have is, like Kyrie seems to not know what he wants because he has everything he said that he wants, what does Antonio Brown want? He's played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, six straight years over hundred catches. You know, he has these incredible numbers, first team, all pro, pro bowl, you know, incredible, you know, known as one of the best receivers in the game. Um, not just now, but of all time now. One of the most storied, uh, one of the most storied franchises. And the, yeah, that wins. That yeah. wins. He's get paid a ton of money. What does he want? Just to be the guy. He is the guy. What does
2: he want? I don't know. 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 Tell me what what you want. Who knows in a a warped frame of mind what that looks like or needs to feel like? Tell me what you want. Yeah. You know? Because
1: it seems to me you have everything that you could want.
2: There's something in these guys, you know, and I I felt this back, you know, a few years ago with Des Bryant and the Cowboys. You know, it's just like, I don't know what it takes to keep some of these superstars happy, to make them feel like they're involved. Um, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we will on a certain level because a lot of this is so far behind the doors in the locker rooms and in the GM rooms. Or in the that guy was over-speech. Facebooking
1: live, as the coach was saying, not to Facebook live yeah. after they won a playoff game. And how Mike Tomlin still has a job, this blows my mind and all this. but. Well,
0: that's just how the Steelers do business. They don't, uh, they don't fire coaches. They don't fire coaches. I mean, there have been... There have been three coaches since what 1972 or something
2: yeah but you know like anything in life some things have to change you know your course of action how you think you know you you gotta strip it down rebuild the foundation you know you can build you can just have you know from a construction standpoint strong walls and and a heavy roof but if that foundation has so many cracks in it it's not gonna last I don't know. It, it's just interesting that, that it, it's just beyond just losing Antonio Brown, it's just really going to hurt them getting any high-profile free agent, in my mind, for this franchise. They can draft. They can go out and you know, get the Metcalfs in the world and keep their fingerprints or get these studs that are going to you know, develop over two or three years. But I don't see anybody as a free agent really going to run to this franchise and want to say that they want to play for them, mm-hmm. especially with Rothenberger probably going – out in the next two years. It's going to be a, it's gonna I think be a, it'll be
0: more than two years. You like, think so? Uh, barring some kind Freak of... Freak cat- injury or like... Catastrophic know, injury, yeah. Yet.
2: I mean, you got Juju, you got, you got some great things to build off on the defensive side. I mean... DK
0: Metcalf. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's there. Uh, a quick quick point of uh, clarification. Uh, Chuck Knoll uh, started in
2: 1969. Not mean good for them. I mean, I... I definitely oof, understand, like, sticking by coaches and saying, this is the system, and it'll work, and this is what we want to build around, but you better make sure you get players who are going to buy in that as well. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Tebow got let go.
2: Tebow got let go?
0: Tebow got let go. Uh, att- attention to the what, Alliance of American Football. Is that what it's called?
1: American AF, yeah, American Alliance, Alliance of American Football. Okay, so yeah, exactly what I said. <laughs> uh,
0: attention to the AAF because uh, Tim Tebow is hot and ready to trot, um, fresh off of getting getting kicked out. He's like the he's like the anti wait Baker Tebow? Mayfield. Or, excuse me, not Tebow, uh, Johnny Manziel. I
1: was say, I just watched Tebow play against the Red Sox in spring training for the, for the Mets today. Jesus like, fucking I, Christ. I'm like, how did I just miss this news? Why and did I like anyway. Tebow? And it wasn't that CFL.
0: Uh, yeah, he was in CFL, but I, Man, was, but he I got was like, saying. he got like, okay, he got let go. So you are like, drawn the
2: attention to this. Okay, exactly. I was, I scratched my head with Tebow. I thought you we were going like the Mets let him go. And but, now like attention, like AF. I'm like, I'm like, a like, little.
1: watched him play the games. Are... The whole, the whole like, that boy's thing was like simplest.
2: He a strong. Z pack to get rid of him. He doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> A double course. <laughs> a double course, exactly. Oh my God, uh, that was ridiculous. I think you just wrapped up in Antonio Brown, and just you, your whole body language changed as soon as you played that that clip. I think the season. It just defeated. You can't me. get away from the season. You're just worn down.
0: Oh, this was a particularly
2: yeah. horrible and season. Over the last course of three, four weeks, the. I'd rather you know what? I'd rather away. I'd rather
0: have my season end by the ref mishearing Jerome Bettis say tales and. Lose that way.
2: Oh my god, did you see the clip from the Mardi Gras parade in the French Quarter of the blind refs? Uh, oh, good deal, yeah. March. <laughs> They're so they are salty. not letting it go. They're the so salty. Easy. That was the best thing. To oh see. my god, if, if anybody listening just looked it up, Barstool Sports has been playing it continuously. I think the Chive has it. Uh, just look up, you know, the Blind Rest Parade, Mardi Gras, it's hilarious to watch the, the announcers that are doing the parade are just having a time with it too.
0: Just to fly off topic real quick since I brought him up, what do you think of Debo uh, He's close, man.
2: He's close. I, I feel like he'll get brought up for ticket sales this year. I think he's just right. I, I could have done that at right the end guy. of the year last year and they yeah. didn't,
1: but I mean the, the Mets have improved as a team this year. You know, bringing in some new players and there's not really a spot for him right now on the roster. There's too much too many uh, there's some there's some certain injuries. I can see him. Injuries, right, in. injury is good. But he's like I'm saying he's close. Yeah. He's closer than people think. Yeah. Passes
0: passes the eye test.
1: Yeah. I mean he was playing with the regulars against the Red Sox regulars today and he didn't you know, he grounded out so uh, he's still gonna to struggle T-Rod to at the mound. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was lefty on lefty today. I mean, that's yeah. not, not the best way. Not like, easy. Like,
0: yeah. Pat uh, Pat McAfee had him on. Um, doing top golf, uh, a little thing that they were doing for, um, for the um, Pro Bowl weekend. It was, it was real fun. Or it might have even been Super Bowl weekend. At any rate, there's a, there's a fun clip, and you can head over to uh, the, the Pat McAfee show or whatever to, to check this stuff out. But uh, he's got uh, Tebow up there, and Tebow just hits a monster drive. And uh, one of one of uh, Pat's entourage goes Jesus, and without even missing a beat, Tivo just goes loves you. <laughs> wow, absolutely! Yeah. Like the timing on it is is just unbelievable. So uh, also check that out if you get a, if you get a chance.
2: Uh, quick shout out because we're kind of moving in that season for myself too. Is Keith Mitchell on the PGA gets his first tour win. His last win was three years on the G Pro Tour, which he won five point. Six excuse me five thousand six hundred dollars <laughs> compared I, to this one this year where he wins over a million.
0: Can I ask you this, Marlock? hmm Um at what point are we just gonna let Tiger die? Like at These what, are gonna die? At what point are we just gonna be like, alright, enough's enough? Like, can we can we stop, you know, having the entire crowd and all the cameras and all the coverage? Follow this guy who's on the the third and fourth card when they're showing the leaderboards.
2: I don't. It's it's hard to explain. A but when he came into PGA, I mean, I know you know his notoriety, like what he's done for. for I mean, I grew up that. with Tyler, yeah, Tiger Woods, man. And, and in third just... grade,
0: I had a Tiger Woods biography book that I was given, yeah. that I loved. I read that thing three or four times, man. I'm...
2: It's just a thing with golf. It's. The talent can just exist for so long. He's going to win at least two majors this year, and he was doing so well last year in the hunt for whoa, a lot of majors. whoa,
0: hold, hold the fucking phone! Two
2: majors? He will win two majors. this He year. will win
0: two majors. Okay, what are you doing? That is <laughs> self-degrading and embarrassing. If he doesn't, and it will be highly publicized. If he doesn't win two we, majors, we, can, we won't do
2: it off the cuff and make something up. But we'll come up with something creative. But I, I think can he's I zap right you in
0: the nuts with with like one of those dog shot colors or something? I
2: think I go straight to my balls. Why are we get like, you know? I don't know. There's little life left in these things. I don't want to <laughs> like take what's left in there away.
0: Two majors, John. Do you? Are you fucking hearing this shit?
1: There's only four majors, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. You think he's going gonna to lead I think, leave he, the I think they've, I mean, they've, Unless they've just added new majors this year. No. To make it, like, maybe 15 majors? I think he could win. A, I think possible two, two I 15. think he's a
2: strong running for Masters this year, and I think he can take the players as well.
0: He can't even win a fucking regular tournament. He can't even get...
2: He's been in a lot of the top tens. I'm just creating a lot of drama in radio and podcast land right now.
0: Okay, so that so if he wins two majors, that that puts him at 16-2 behind Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. And I believe that Tiger is already older. Um, I probably
2: shouldn't have said the the majors, but some major events. Some I major. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, he's walking it back now. I don't know.
2: I'll stick by it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, uh, so
0: so Jack Nicklaus won his last major at forty six, and how old is Tiger? What's that? Ooh,
2: where is he? He's got to be forty five, forty six. He's got to be right there too. He's only a couple years older than he, I am. He's forty three years. Oh Jesus, I'm older than him. Oh my God, I'm old.
0: <gasps> yeah, Eldrick was born in nineteen seventy five. I don't know, man. That's
2: like year. Masters tucks. US Open, the Open Championship, PGA championship. I give him one. But I think he I think he oh, well, I get it back. Yeah, well, that's a track little stupid, but you know, I, I think he's, he's gonna compete in a lot of events this year. I think he's gonna be right there. I mean he's a lot of guys are gonna compete in those events. Well look what happened this past weekend. Did you see almost history was made this week with VJ no, seeing it. VJ well, seeing it fifty six was leaving that week. day. Honda's a tough tournament. That course, it's not a big term in the aspect That's of what's like like coming comparison. up this week, the API. Yeah, and he's he's already dropped out of that one because of his neck pain. But he's just holding himself out. Good sign for the two majors. He, he's holding yeah, <laughs> out. He's smart. He, hurt, he's, he's,
0: he knows what I'm thinking. We're in this together. He's he's saving it for for the best of sevens.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll think of my punishment for opening my my mouth,
1: but yeah. All right, but he's not gonna go away anytime. Your so punishment like... is you have to go to a Rob Kraft rubbing tug. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: your punishment God. is you have to sit through the next thirty minutes of hockey I'll
2: talk. Just start like rubbing like day old banana peels. You want me to wash your base to Robert Kraft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like happy ending? <laughs> <laughs> You're so pissed at me, John.
0: Oh yeah, John, you got real salty about us making fun of Robert Kraft.
1: I love that guy. I mean, you're rooting for Tiger Woods, dude. Come on, <laughs> come on. I just said I think
2: he'll win two major. I didn't think. It's like me saying Robert Kraft well, is a little more your sure love for Tiger than Tiger Woods on this show. Talking about his character, <laughs> you pledged your, ti- your love for Tiger Woods. So. You just come on, like. You know, and I'm gonna re- say what I said to you in text. Like, if you want me to maintain the integrity of the Patriots for you in this show, I'm, not, I'm not your guy. Character coach, just quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Murders. He's like, the murders, the prostitutes, the the cheating. He's like, I just can't do it. You get the How guys. How do you anymore. leave on the first day? Get carded Still and say rides. like, you know
2: what? Let's go back again tomorrow. That was nice. Yeah.
1: 11 minutes in and out.
2: Who starts off with two hugs before you get a tug? He <laughs> loves to hug it out first. That's a hard read. Well,
0: it, it's, hard.
2: it's oh, hard. I don't it's want hard to see cause... that video. Don't it's, let oh that video come, it's out. Gonna come out. sooner or
1: later. It, don't let that video out. It's hard
0: to smell their hair when they're tugging you off. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the,
1: the character coach quitting, honestly, it says to me. That... Wait, that
0: actually happened? Oh, yeah.
1: There's a character coach and he was like the glue for the team he's and he big, quit? yeah and like he's oh part my God, of the reason that's that, so funny yeah he he's quit just last a, week he's just a spin artist so yeah and like it, it... ben watson former patriots tight end to play for the saints now on the day that the craft news came out tweeted this whole thing about this underground market for like sex trafficking women and how it's in this country and it's a lot bigger than we know it is and it's a lot of higher up officials and this and that and we need to be aware of it. It's not in other countries and this and that. And it's, it's, a, this whole, it's a big, long tweet. And the character coach guy retweeted it. For the Patriots character coach guy. Who, and I just and then it kind of comes out a couple days later well. that he quits. I think the character coach guy knows that, I hate to say this because I love Bob Kraft, is into more than has been let on. I think there's more going on. I think, mm, I think there is
2: too. And I...
1: No, I'm not gonna go there. I, know, I know, love Kraft because go you know what? Honestly, for me, football. I love football. You, you guys know this, right? It's a big right. part of my life. The Patriots were this close to moving to St. Louis in 1994. They were gonna be the St. Louis Patriots, and Kraft came in and bought the team, and everything's changed for me as a football fan since then. So,
0: oh, so it's like Mario Lemieux, except he's a, a, a horrible Trump-loving, So's Robin Kraft. tug-loving motherfucking. Right. Robin
1: tugs not bad. No,
0: no Robin I, was, T- okay. I was
1: talking about Robert Kraft. Okay. Robert Tug's not bad. Mar- Mario Lemieux is the patron saint of Pittsburgh. It's, it's if there's more to it, which I don't think there is. They, they've said that the two women, that the women that he was with, were not involved. In, and that place itself, Orchids of Asia, was, was not part of the sex trafficking place at all. So, and, and, I don't, and the other thing I don't like about the whole crafting is... Just own up to it, man, and just be like, "Yeah, I did it. I screwed up. My wife died seven years ago. You know." I think he needs to step far away from his wife. And they, don't, they don't they, say, "Hey, I, don't the I'm single they and They never lonely. admit guilt. Yeah. Like, why do you have to go fight this? You're just gonna keep it in the news cycle longer. Like, just own up to it. Why do you I need say, to fight like, it? I'm an elderly,
2: successful old man who's not gonna get married again. I'm going to do my thing. I would not even like bring his wife's name into the scenario. I think that's even like her I'll side of the thing. rolling really around in the grave now. Oh my God. I mean, that's a bad thing for her side of the thing. But you can fly to fucking anywhere. Go to Vegas. Be, go to a working professional. And get your shit done where it's not a big deal. Right. You know, go 30, you know, 20,000 feet in I the ju- air on your private you jet and get an it. escort.
1: back in the day we used to get like our friends our friends we used to take them like for their birthday and get them rubbing tugs. like that was a a regular thing it is an old rich white
2: man's game
1: to not admit their faults
2: and we see that in government yeah i think
0: um i think also while we're saying having questionable opinions um i think the the prohibition of anything creates a black market. And I think that a huge re- reason why sex trafficking does exist is because it's all underground. Do
1: you think there's a, a, the, there's th- sex trafficking at like the Rub and Tug down the
0: street here? There's a Rub and Tug literally two doors down from where we are. There here. is. I know people have yeah. been there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> literally two doors down. There's a Rub. No, and I, I, I. Private th- message me if you want the address. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I just want to say the one thing that. Um, it's it's my firm belief that the the prohibition of prostitution is what leads to these these rings. But it's not because otherwise it otherwise you'd have an inspector going around. It it would be it would be regulated and monitored and right. and anytime you can bring something above the table, it is it is going to be safer for everyone involved, except for the people who are trying to profit off of it, which is you know. For me, it's Why just like, ever gets done?
2: I'm not shocked that he did it. I'm just shocked that where and how.
0: Yeah, he had it done. exactly. Yeah. That's
2: the only thing. You Get have more power, you have more ball. money than God. Like, come on. <coughs> I have no idea. And there's going to be far more names coming out after this than what we just know already. This investigation, it's just going to be a lot of
1: fallout. Yeah, because there's a lot of celebs that live in Jupiter.
2: Tiger Bay one,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so let's
2: work on the shaft game.
1: Let's
0: uh, let's move it on along to hockey talk. I got one last clip for you guys today. Uh, the in- indomitable Jack Edwards. Um, I fucking hate the guy, but he does do. A, yeah, he's uh, not
1: biased at home for the Bruins at all. Uh, he he does do neutrals, a great. They come a great
0: Homer radio call, uh, which as a as a big fan of Mike Lang uh you know I love those uh Homer hockey calls so this is uh Jack Edwards take on um Zdeno Chara beating the living shit out of Evander Kane so enjoy trying to chop it out of the zone oh
4: Chara drops Evander Kane Evander Kane goes after Chara punches him while he's down that's a mistake. The captain tempted to twist his head off like a bottle cap. Measuring him, going Ribs. Oh, what a hook! Kane's in trouble. Yeah, Charles just using his head as target practice. Had enough? Have a nice time in the box.
2: They're like, every time I see a good fight or hear a good fight, like that audio right there, I just want to go home and watch Goon. I'm just <laughs> watch some ass whipping on ice. Oh. I mean, you know me, I, I don't get involved too much with hockey, but that's the one of the most beautiful things about this sport is the ass kicking you get to watch.
0: You know, I, th- I think it goes beyond just the... Um, you know the toe-to-toe fighting that you see so seldom now. I mean, you used to see it a few times a game, man. Shit, you get a couple fights in a shift sometimes, but um, I feel like
1: physicality is gone. The,
0: the, well, not completely, but not completely. But I I like that they can costly. get they can get in their faces. Each other's faces and push and fight and, you know, little face wash here, a little face wash there. I think uh, basketball could do with a little bit of that, well, and some of that grit.
2: Not since the Detroit massacre. You're never going right. to see that again. I mean, that that fight going into the stands with your boy uh, World Meta Peace. Uh, you know... Those classic Knicks-Heat matchups. Oh, my Bulls, Bulls Pistons, like Lambeer, yeah, like yeah, taking yeah. Jordan's head, head off. Like I mean, the sport used to be Mikhail so awesome. Rambis. Well, and we get in these discussions, we're getting way off topic. I'll just say this real quick. When you get in these discussions, like who's the goat in basketball? What Jordan had to play through in the East in the physicality. Like, he can't even fucking breathe on LeBron without getting a foul call. It's a different game nowadays. Yeah. And I think hockey's following suit with the physicality. The where basketball has transited into such a soft game now. Let's well. positive, How about those fucking
1: Bruins? Cup contenders. Cup contenders! <laughs> He's, like, he, He's on the wagon, kids. They announced their presence with authority last right. week with back-to-back victories against the Sharks, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning, both 4-1 victories. Um, the Lightning game, you know, they say was a scheduled loss, a team that was going to set a NHL record. You're not allowed
0: to say that in a
1: condescending tone. forty-fifth right. win in sixty games, which was, would have been a record. They were going for their eleventh straight win. Luis Domingo, the goalie, was going for his twelfth straight win. So, why, so is it, it,
2: why is it Boston radio saying that? I understand if Tampa Bay radio says that, but no, Boston,
1: I, no, because they were discrediting the Bruins' win the next no, day. I know, but why? because that's what the boston, boston media boston does. Media. They <sighs> rip the team. When the team when you feel good about the team, they're going to piss you off and say Jesus. bad stuff about. Them. <laughs> and I I'm, I'm not taking the bait on this one. It did fire me up a little bit. So maybe I did a little bit, but I tell you the Bruins are here. The, the, that was impressive. That 4-1 win, the 3 goals in the in the minute and a half in the third period to put the game out of reach and had Domingue break his stick like he was pissed after Marchand scored the fourth and final goal. What do you think, stone Bruins? You buying buy the hype train here? They're on fire.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to do really well straight into losing in the second round.
1: Thanks. <laughs> That's what happened last year. They lost 4-1 to one to Tampa. Yeah, I think. They're a different team this year. Last year, Tampa schooled them in the playoffs.
0: Okay, so they'll lose 4-2. to two.
1: The additions look nice. they got Charlie Coyle, Mark Johansson. Into- <laughs> he, turns, he, keeps throwing he gets a different that's answer. And they've okay. won all these games. They've gone eight games without po- David Pasternak, who's their best uh, scorer, goal scorer, point scorer. Um, and they've played all these games and played so well without him, and they're going to get him back as an addition. Tuca is, what, 13-0-2 in his last 15? That's. I mean, ultimately, that's really where the bull is going to stop. Chara took a puck to the face of practice today, but apparently he's okay. No stitches needed. Yeah. Not sure how many teeth he lost, but he's all right.
0: All right, let, let's real quick. Let's go back to that fight. Um, what would you think of that hit on Evander Kane? The yes. The principal point of contact was directly the Evander
1: Kane was being a shit all night long trying to instigate trouble. And so I think Charlie yeah, was just like, have, enough of this shit, we want to instigate something, instigate Evander Kane
0: was being Evander Kane. <laughs> and,
1: and credit to Evander Kane for actually wanting to fight Zenano Zidane, Zidane Charter. <laughs> right? Credit. Give credit, right? Yeah, I guess credit the hill. No. I
0: might credit CTE because that's fucking dumb <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
2: first time
1: we ever credited CTE Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should credit CTE for Antonio Brown. That could be oh, hey, good. Yeah, that, Von,
0: that Vontez Perfect hit just, Boom. like, knocked him into ridiculous land. That's yeah, halal
2: La 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 Land. That's where he is now. I guess a fruitcake. There cake. it is how we posted on our social media, like, a picture of him with a fucked-up-looking mustache <laughs> and, like, the
1: perfect picture. Vontez to blame.
0: Vontez to blame. Yeah, um... So you brought up some. I know t-
1: you hate the Bruins. I know they. But you still like. You don't think they have any chance? No, I think I. I mean I. Against I, the Warriors, the Lightning.
0: I said last year that the um, the Bruins had the best first line in hockey with. But
1: that's the year they only have one line. Now this year they have two now, mm-hmm. and their defense is better. They because McAvoy's McAvoy's McAvoy. McAvoy is developing. Yeah. And Brandon Carlo, who's missed the last two playoff years because he's gotten hurt right before the playoffs. Carlos is playing fantastic, and he's back. So the just Bruins just in time to get hurt. Bruins look like um, you know if they can maintain health.
0: It's it's going to depend on Tuca. If Tuca can, can get can get it done.
1: And here's my other plan. Uh, that's what said. you're
0: going to live on. Di- I have, have another plan because you. It's an alternate Tampa
1: plan. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, and I was talking about this at dinner with um, my nephew's dad yeah. the other night, and we had the pl- our plan was the same. Like we thought you'd like it. Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, gets the eight seed.
0: Oh Jesus! Plays Christ. Tampa Bay in the, the first The exact round. thing I don't want.
1: Knocks off Tampa. Pittsburgh knocks off Tampa, and then we play Pittsburgh. And I have
0: no, I have no interest in trying to climb through, um, the AFC or AFC. AFC <laughs> <laughs> East. The, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Atlantic Division. Okay. Um, but you'd I, be in the playoffs, and you'd be advanced. We, just we, got you, we the, have you advancing over Tampa. Yeah, but then losing in the Bruins. But what about the Lightning? I don't necessarily. That is the Lightning. I just kept yeah. my <laughs> Golden State coming. <cover. laughs> Man, when I, I refer, when I refer to the Warriors in hockey, it's the Lightning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and and well, <sighs> deadline was good this year. Deadline hasn't been good for a few years. Um, there was actually some... They even some, had a trade deadline tra- show on ESPN. How do you, how do you feel about uh, not getting Mark Stone?
1: I was pissed. How can you be pissed? I, I... Because the, they've said... Uh, Charlie Jacobs, who is the son of Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs, said at the Winter Classic or the day before the Winter Classic that we owe it to these guys, these older guys who are, going, are gearing up for the last couple seasons, the uh, Bergeron, Sedano, Charis, David Krejci, he even categorized Brad Marchand. We owe it to this group of guys to go out and get them some help. There's, and that help isn't... I, granted, I like Charlie, Charlie what Coyle. Charlie Coyle does, and I <laughs> like what Johansson does. That help is not those guys. That right. help is a Mark Stone type. And oh, like year, a Jerome McGinley? The problem is I think that they got scarred by trading a first-round pick for Rick Nash last year and what he didn't do to help them in the playoffs. And it cost them a first-round pick. And I thought they just weren't willing to go there this year. And I felt like I – mean, time will tell. We'll see. But I'd feel a hell of a lot better if they had a Mark Stone um, as opposed to Johansson. So, Hanson.
0: so you, you had me convinced that Mark Stone was going to Boston, but I um, – in retrospect, there is no way that that, they Ottawa. Were, that Ottawa was going to trade in division. That's just... You can't...
1: They wouldn't do it with Carlson. They were not going to do it with Stone.
0: Right, exactly. And they, no they matter, obviously... Good deal be darned. They obviously um, ha, have a tough... Uh, they're going to have a hard time making the salary cap floor. You know, with with all the talent that they've dealt away, and they the got a really good years.
1: defenseman from Vegas, a young defenseman who's like it's supposed to be better than McAvoy, and supposed to be the next Eric Carlson. So that's he's
0: of- a he's a solid prospect, but I'm not sure. Um, are written down here. I think it's at the bottom.
1: And then Vegas went ahead and signed him for what to what an eight-year deal
0: for for Eric Brown Brand, Brandstrom Yeah, Brownstrom is, is the guy. I don't know man, I don't know if I mean Vegas That's what
1: they're saying. That's what I'm hearing. This I just, makes, I watch the shows. That's all I can This see.
0: makes This makes Vegas so dangerous. Um my god. And I heard I heard that if um Vegas wasn't going to work out because there there were some other um sort of ancillary things that needed to be cleared to make it happen. But I heard that if he wasn't going to Vegas, that he was going to go to Nashville. I mean, could you imagine that? No, that, that? would just
1: be – that would be not really fair. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, Nashville
2: did all – The Western
1: the, – was it the Western Conference? Nashville... The Western Conference playoffs are going f- f- to be lit, as yeah. the kids say. Do my With... stars
0: make it in?
2: They're on
1: the wild cusp they're They're in and out. Every day, they're in yeah. and out.
0: Nashville did well for themselves, man, picking up Wayne Simmons. I oh, mean Well,
1: can we laugh at Columbus though? Because Columbus made all these moves and they just keep on losing.
0: Well, yeah, I mean they can we have laugh at them? No, they have uh they have Pittsburgh Penguins two thousand thirteen syndrome where you pick up all these guys that should you know, the Brendan Morrow and One of our clips of the have been the and, phones. And uh, you know, crankshaft and you fucking fire all these guys up and it just, that, you that's know. the thing
1: when you get new players, they still have to mesh together. Right, right. So.
0: But I mean, Columbus went all in. You gotta, you have to uh, hand it to Jarmo Kekalainen for saying, "All right, we're not gonna get what we want for Panarin. We're not gonna get what we want for Bobrovsky. So fuck it, let's just go all in now and 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 you know push all the chips in and and I think. If they can win one um, one playoff round...
1: But they have to get there. They're out right now. They are out. And Philly is right behind them. They are out? They are out I, right now. Really? They are out. I, yeah, trust me. I'm on the hockey kick. I check every day. How are you? Oh, my God. You're right. I have... I like... That's what I'm saying. We can be laugh at Columbus because they made all these moves and they are out of the playoffs. Wow, they and it's not looking good because Carolina's not losing. Pittsburgh, you think they'll get in? Um, They really fell four
0: spots in two weeks. What's that? They really fell four spots in two weeks. Yeah. Well, Carolina's on fire. That is unbelievable. Yeah, the storm surge going strong. They had uh, Evander Holyfield out there. Bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. Don Don Cherry. T- making t-shirts out of making fun of old hockey guys. I, I love it, man. Uh, Columbus going back-to-back against your Penguins, too, this week.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really home, yeah. home and home. Too? Yeah. Ooh. With penguin. That'll, penguin. That'll be big. That'll penguins, be huge. Penguins,
1: Islanders, and then Bruins. Okay, if you're going to not watch the game live, you have to at least watch it later that night, not the next day. I, um, my
0: schedule is what it is, and I, I watch a, every old man's
1: sleeping schedule. Do you know who this kid I want to I talk watch sports, every game. and I want to talk sport. I want the next day we need to be ready to talk. <laughs> it's a, so I stay I stay completely
0: current during the playoffs because that's the nature of my media it. situation, you know. Um, but you know, I enjoy my regular season games, and I watch every single one, and I, I try to remain
1: spoiler free for it. Um, well, there's only 17 games left in the year now, so they're all meaningful right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you gotta love this about hockey. Um, There's such parity in the league because they do a great job with the salary cap. Um, You know, just just by by the nature of the kind of league it is, where um, all of the you know the all of the skill levels are are so you know the worst guy in the NHL. At this point in the NHL, when it's such a young skill league, the disparity in talent isn't there like it used to be. You don't have guys on the ice anymore that you know you cannot. You can't have your fourth line Sean go Kobe. against yeah your first line like you. That's the way it used to be, and, and now you know you have teams that roll all four lines all the time as the a Bruins mantra. started
1: their fourth line right off the bat against Tampa the other night
0: yeah get it going I love it um, so just to put a pin in the in the deadline a couple other big trades um, Washington picked up uh, Carl Hagelin um, which makes me nervous I mean uh, Haggy did really well for us. He's a, a speed guy. Almost no hands though. So um, right now,
1: so right now you're playing Washington. If the play, if the season ended today, you're, Pittsburgh is playing Washington. Yeah. Round one.
0: Yep. I, I I like that. I like our chances there as opposed to playing playing the Lightning. But what I really want to see not easy either way. I mean, we're only we're only four points back from the Islanders, and we still have to play the Islanders a couple times um, before the end of the year. So,
1: but you got to take care of take care of business against Columbus this week.
0: Yep, yep, that's going to be the thing.
1: That, that I mean, to, by taking care of business, I would say you. I mean, you at least need to go one on one. I think we need three points out of it. It'd be nice to get three points, but at least keeping them at the distance they are now, I think, is important.
0: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, any any. Well, Losing in overtime against the Sabers uh, earlier this week really hurt me, uh, and blowing leads against both Philadelphia and um, and uh, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, San Jose is it's it's tough. It's tough to it's tough it's tough to watch them play that way. It's tough to watch um, Matt Murray. You know, let in what I would, you know, deem as pretty soft fucking goals. I mean, we're not playing great in front of him, but we're also uh, victims of the injury bug. Um, we got our top three, at least, defensemen out, and then, you know, another uh, what had become a regular in the stead. We have, we have uh, Chris Latang. Brian Dumoulin out. Those are that's our top pairing. Olimata is out. He's you know a three four guy. Uh, and then we have Chad Brewweedle out. And then also now with Brian Rust, my boy number seventeen, um, fallen by the wayside. And, and all of these are longer term injuries. You know, uh, Rusty's got a conky, so you know that could be. Forever or it could be soon too, but you know, it's tough, and you're left with just Jack Johnson and and Justin Schultz, you know, carrying the mail. Uh, but we made some uh, trades at the deadline, pulling in Eric Goodbranson, sending away Tanner Pearson, and and bringing in Chris Weidman uh, for Jean Sebastian Dia. Um, those are just depth depth moves because I think I think we're. Trying to fill holes, you know, and and get get some warm bodies there that aren't coming from the the AHL. Um, Nick Bukestad's performed well at third line center uh, since bringing him in, uh, setting away Shan, and uh, and Jared McCann has been a a great uh, addition, uh, especially since seeing Brian Rusko out. Uh, he's now playing on the first line with Crosby. He's got, uh, what is it, in 15 games, he's got six goals and one assist. You know, when when before with Florida in 46 games, he had eight goals and ten assists. Now, granted, playing with Sidney Crosby is going to pad your stats a little bit. But he had uh, two really big goals in that 5-2 win over Columbus. So, um I guess the the question is, can the Penguins tread water enough to uh, get into the playoffs? You
2: guys got a pretty hard schedule I've been
1: looking at. Yeah, I've looking schedule. at
0: that too. Yeah, but it, this is always one of those teams that, that plays well against good competition. You know, we didn't have the best team in the world um, – Last year, you know, pretty beat up as well, and we um, won against the Flyers in the first round, and then uh, I believe it was six games against the Capitals. You know, who were just the writing was on the wall for the Capitals last year. Um, I think I think the writing is on the wall for for you had know, three games to one lead game.
1: against the Capitals, and they came back.
0: Yeah,
1: always saying hurtful things. I know, I'm just saying facts. <laughs> we thought it was over, remember? You were saying worst, it, worst it was over. It was capital suck and worst way to think. I'm not sure I thought it was over at any point. No, Yeah, I think I can pull back some text saying you agreed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um, well, that was Hockey Talk. Welcome back, Marty. Thank you. What are you drawing over there? I'm just doodling. Just <laughs> killing time. That's a nice M you have there.
2: I was uh, I was looking at the schedule though. You got you got to love the the Bruins schedule going in into the remaining yeah part it of the looks season. Pretty nice. But, really. a lot but of tough the, the Penguins Penguins. I was looking at some of the, yeah, some of the remaining yeah. schedule that you guys have. That's Columbus, that's the Columbus they got. It's scary. You're fighting a lot of wildcard teams towards the end of your schedule, too, who are really fighting just as hard to get in as well, so that's just, you know. Yeah. Who knows? All
0: right. Well, uh, you can find our stuff on Facebook and Twitter at Green Mountain Sports, on Instagram at Green Mountain Sports as well. Uh, You can hit Johnny up at the Green Mountain Grinder. That's at Green Mt Grinder. On Twitter, um, yeah, excited to uh, be getting into playoff hockey pretty soon here. And it's uh, a slow
1: time of year for sport for yeah. like talking sports right now. Let me, but we'll be getting into the March Madness soon. Baseball season starts if you like baseball, and then we got playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and then March Madness. Well, yeah, March Madness first, yeah, yeah. and then before you know it. Before we have you know the women's it, July will we'll come around and we'll be up. talking football again. We got the Masters in April. Masters.
0: We got the Women's World Cup tournament coming.
1: I'm super psyched. Yep. Zach, er, Zach Ertz's, Julie Ertz plays on that team, right? Sister. Zach Ertz's wife. His wife. Are You, you haven't seen this? ESPN no. ran it like 50 times this year. Oh, man. They're special on the Ertz's. Oh. Zach Ertz, Julie Ertz, how nice. much love they have it for Ertz each other. It so good.
2: Yeah, Ertz so good. How they met at Stanford.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's such a great Christ. story. All
0: right, I don't fucking
1: watch ESPN. I try not to. But I'm probably
0: a better person for they
1: it. They had, like I said, they had a hockey trade oh, deadline show on. Like I could not years. believe my eyes. I was like. Wait a second. I stopped. I said, is this ESPN? There's a trade (laughs) deadline hockey show? I didn't think ESPN knew what hockey was because I haven't seen hockey on there in years. Whenever they do, they bring in old rusty Barry Melrose to talk about it. He has no idea what's going on. But yeah, they had a trade deadline special. I did watch a little bit of the Vegas uh, Rugby World Championship this past week.
2: That was pretty fun to watch.
0: Nice. I love rugby because... I'm wildly entertained, but I have no fucking idea what's going on. Right? It's like it's like doing mushrooms at a Cirque show.
2: Okay. (laughs) I'm not not trusty on that
0: one. All right. Well, uh, again, we apologize if you have experienced any audio and/or technical difficulties during the proceedings. Uh, We're a young show. We're still growing, so. Thank you for sticking with us to this Thank point. You. If you can hear this apology, <laughs> we love you. Cut. Cut. Get it. <laughs> Jesus. <funny question. laughs> All right, see you guys next time. <laughs>